Well, I guess this is just my summer body now. I see you, friend, trying on the swimsuit, the tank tops, the shorts, and wishing you had made more progress since January. Now you're feeling like you might as well abandon hope until the fall because of summer barbecues, vacations, and travel, and the stress of the kids being out of school. The summer holidays can feel like food temptations and sugar everywhere, like food pushers at parties trying to get you to eat what they made, like people you have to see who talk about topics you don't want to talk about, like foods that are only available this time of year and you struggle with fear of missing out, and like being halfway through the year and judging yourself for not being further along in your goals. You do not have to wait until after the summer to prioritize your health. You don't have to resign yourself to stress, exhaustion, deprivation, discomfort, and shame over the summer holidays. The Self-Care Keto Holiday Guide will help you navigate the food opportunities of the summer holidays from a mindset of self-care with a 50-page, easy-to-use, downloadable and printable guide, 26 easy keto holiday recipes, and a holiday planner exercise that you can reuse holiday after holiday, year after year. You will design a plan that is focused on what you will actually enjoy because it's your summer too. You'll uncover the people-pleasing mindsets that cause you to self-sabotage on holidays. You'll have strategies for food and alcohol that actually work for you. You'll have exciting new recipes that everyone will love. You'll know how to handle food pushers and awkward food conversations. You'll develop self-awareness and self-compassion for emotional eating. You'll know how to succeed anywhere, at home, at someone else's house, even at a restaurant or traveling. You'll feel in control and have zero regrets, and you'll be ready to get right back on track with a healthy mindset after a holiday. You can instantly download your copy at theketofit.com slash holiday. Hi loves, welcome back to the Self-Care Keto Podcast. I'm your self-care keto coach, Jess, bringing you a magical experience to help you release the weight from your body and your soul. On this podcast and in my coaching, I love mixing together a combination of both the concrete strategies that will actually help you get to your goal and the mindset help to actually help you implement it and stick with it long-term. I find that most of us don't have a lack of knowing what to do. We just don't know why we can't seem to do it or stick with it. Turns out, you always have a very good reason because all parts of you are good and chances are that what you call self-sabotage is actually you protecting yourself, meeting some kind of an unmet need, or very intelligently resisting some screwed up motivation for weight loss. We want to keep all of those things in place, but redirected in a way that allows you to have all of your needs met, feel safe and loved, and still lose weight while absolutely enjoying the process. You'll find so many episodes about these mindset topics, but I also want to emphasize the strategies. So I've created this self-care keto strategy series or SKS for short, because it can be so discouraging to actually be putting in the effort, keeping your mindset healthy, sticking to your strategies, but those strategies aren't actually getting you the results that you want. If you keep a mindset of pursuing how you want to feel and taking great care of yourself through what you eat. And if you keep showing curiosity instead of judgment and a willingness to keep experimenting, you absolutely will get to your goal. Sometimes we do need to switch the strategy. Sometimes what worked before isn't working anymore. There's no one right way to lose weight or to eat keto. In this series, you'll hear a variety of strategies from what worked for me from one season to another, and also what has worked for other guests that I'm interviewing. Whether it's high-fat keto, high-protein keto, carb cycling, fasting, carnivore, whatever, 
Keep the attitude that it's not a strategy that will save you or fix you or heal you. Your inner healing intelligence does that. Keep that attitude that no outside expert knows what's best for you. You know what's best for you, even as you keep trying to figure that out. As you learn and grow, keep revising your own food boundaries for yourself. You're not hopping off one plan and onto another. You're always following your own plan. When you're not following the keto diet, there's no keto police. When you're not following the WW diet or whatever other diet, there's no failing at it. I am always on the just diet. You're always on the insert your name here diet. You don't find the right diet. You create the right diet that works for you. And it's all about taking great care of yourself through what you eat and fueling your energy and confidence to show up for your passion and purpose in life. On this episode, I hope you enjoy learning about a new strategy that doesn't dictate to you, but instead inspires you on your lifelong journey of food safety, food pleasure, and food self-care. Hey everybody, this is Jess from the Keto Fit Weight Loss Coaching for Women, and I'm making a video for you guys today about how to eat keto without counting. So I think that this topic is really important because I think that for a lot of people who haven't ventured into trying a ketogenic diet yet, that it just sounds really complicated and it really doesn't have to be. So you've probably heard maybe the term macros and macro just refers to macronutrients, which there's three kinds. Um, There's protein, there's fats, and there's carbohydrates. So those are macros, and a classic ketogenic diet uh, basically follows about 75% of your calories are going to come from fat, 20% from protein, and 5% or less from carbohydrates. So now you don't have to worry about that if you're just starting out on a ketogenic diet. I usually advise clients not to even worry about macros, just to count their carbohydrates. So to for most people to get into ketosis, you're going to want to consume about 20 net carbs or less per day. Uh, Now, some people can eat more than that and still be in ketosis, which is totally fine. Everybody's body is different. So it just kind of takes some trial and error to figure it out. And I know that even right now, some people are watching this, listening to this, and you're like, I don't want anything to do with counting anything. So I have encountered several different types of people that really don't want to have to count anything. So maybe the first group is people who are just like really low maintenance, um, really not fussy. They just want to be able to live their life without having to count stuff and just, um, you know, follow more of a formula. So that can totally be done. I'm going to show you that today. I think another group, uh, particularly women, are people who have spent their entire lives counting calories. Um, This was me. So I started uh, counting calories when I was about 10 years old. I had um, every single day of my life a running total of calories in my head for what I had consumed that day. Um, Well, at least up to the point where I reached my calorie limit for the day, then got pissed off and said screw it and stopped counting and totally binged. So I totally understand that burden of not wanting to count anymore. Um, It can be really triggering for a lot of people. So when I switched over to uh, following a low carb diet, I was so excited that I didn't have to count calories anymore, that all I had to do was count 
my carbs. And um, even if I had reached my carb limit for the day of 20 net carbs, that didn't mean that I couldn't eat when I wasn't when I was hungry. Uh, there were still plenty of low carb or zero carb foods, like some hard boiled eggs or a piece of cheese that if I was really hungry that I could still eat. And that was one of the most freeing things to me about a low carb diet. Um, on top of that, the food is delicious. So um, I hope that maybe somebody identifies with that and finds that helpful. If you're kind of on the line, should I try keto? Should I not try keto? Um, one of the uh, labels that they give to people who only count carbs, uh, it's called lazy keto. And I really hate that term. Um, I really kind of resent that because it's not lazy at all to be intentional about your life and try to eat in a healthy way. So I refuse to use that word, um, but you can count uh, just your carbs and still lose weight. Um, if you're getting to a point where you have stalled out, then I would advise a client to maybe start looking at their macros. We would start looking a little bit more deeply at that and being some uh, a little bit more intentional about that. But this video is about eating keto without counting anything, which is totally doable. Um, I was just having this conversation with a guy friend of mine who is kind of in the first group of people. Like he's just like not fussy, doesn't want to have to worry about it, just live my life. So basically you want to focus on eating high fat, moderate protein, and low carbohydrates. So the nice thing about protein, uh, most forms of uh, meat, is that it's zero carbs. So you can really eat as much protein as you need to feel full, is what I tell people. You don't wanna stuff yourself, of course, but if you're hungry, eat all the protein that you want. And then um, make sure that you're getting some fat in your diet, which is really easy to do. Well, most of the time you're going to um, be cooking with oil or putting plenty of butter on your vegetables. You're gonna be using full fat salad dressings on your salads. You're going to be eating cuts of meat that um, are fattier. Uh, if you don't like that, you don't have to. You could eat lean cuts of meat, but I think most people have just been taught their whole lives that they should be eating a boneless, skinless chicken breast, but really they would prefer chicken wings or chicken thighs, so go for that. You don't have to trim the fat off of your steak, things like that. So enjoy the fattier cuts of meat. You're gonna be getting plenty of your fat, of fat from your diet through that. And then there's lots of other ways to get fat into your diet through full fat dairy is totally allowed. So um, full fat cheese, um, Alfredo sauce is delicious, uh, putting cream in your coffee, all of those things, use full fat pro dairy products. And then uh, for your vegetables, you're just gonna make sure to choose from low carb vegetables. So easily with a Google search, you can go ahead and look that up. Um, but I tell clients, most of the time, if it's green, it's low carb. Really the main exception is peas. So you wanna stay away from peas. Those are a lot starchier, but you're gonna be able to enjoy uh, salad vegetables, any kind of lettuce. Um, so cabbage, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, green beans, broccoli, um, snow peas are okay. So there's lots of great choices um, for green vegetables and they're great for you. Spinach, kale, all those things. So. If you don't wanna to have to, that's where your carbohydrates are coming from, basically is from your low carb vegetables. So if you don't wanna to have to count it, a really good formula to follow is to eat either two cups of salad vegetables or one cup of cooked vegetables. So typically um, I would say switch it up for lunch and, lunch and dinner and make sure that you're getting one of those at lunch and one of those at dinner. 
So uh, for breakfast, basically you want to stay as close to uh, zero carb as possible, which is totally doable with eggs, um, any kind of a breakfast meat like sausage or bacon. You want to make sure there's no added sugars in them. So, um, you know, maybe one carb in sausage or bacon, um, but if it's possible to look at the brands, look at the information on the back and, and choose a zero carb if possible. And then uh, cheese. So you can make yourself like an omelet. You could do just bacon and eggs. And then once you kind of um, get fat adapted, which means you've been eating keto for a while, your body kind of treats it like the new normal, you're going to notice that your hunger is really suppressed. So most people find that they end up skipping breakfast anyway. So either skip it or you don't, you definitely don't have to skip it, but try to keep breakfast uh, to eggs, meat, and full fat dairy. And then for lunch, I would recommend having a salad with about two cups of salad vegetables. And I want to show you visually what that looks like. So this is just uh, romaine lettuce on a standard size dinner plate here. You can see that it is a little bit stacked, but not really. Um, so this is just, um, yeah, you can use other salad vegetables, but I just wanted to give you a visual of what that would look like. So, um, now once you get the hang of what it looks like, you don't really have to measure it anymore, but I would recommend since your plates might look a little bit different than mine, the first time that you go ahead and make a salad, go ahead and actually use measuring cups for, uh, two cups of salad vegetables and it can be packed. Um, so go ahead and put that on a plate. Now you know what it looks like for you. And then what would I do with that is I would load up some um, protein and fat on top of that. So you could do um, like grilled chicken on top. You could do egg salad. You could do tuna salad. You could do chicken salad. Um, and, and mayonnaise is great uh, for getting that fat in. I would use a full fat salad dressing um, like ranch or blue cheese or oil and vinegar or Greek, um, Greek dressing. So you wanna make sure that you're looking at the salad dressing nutrition content on the back. So a good salad dressing is um, one carb or two carbs at the most. You really don't wanna go higher than that. And that's really because uh, that's for a two tablespoon portion size. And I don't know about you, but I definitely use more than two tablespoons of ranch on my salad. So make sure that you're choosing a good salad dressing. I really like uh, Ken's uh, Steakhouse salad dressings as kind of like the good classic dressings like ranch, blue cheese, um, Italian. And then uh, if you're non-dairy, I really like the brand Tessemes, T-E-S-S-E-M-A-E. -E. Um, so that's a lot of times in like the natural food section um, or like the, um, not the main, um, not the main aisle in the grocery store that has all the salad dressings, but usually like in the produce section where they have the fancy salad dressings, that's where you would find your Tessemes. So I recommend that. So that's gonna be lunch. And then for dinner, um, I would usually do one cup of cooked vegetables. So I've chosen broccoli as the green vegetable here. And this is what it looks like on a standard size dinner plate. Um, now it's all spread out um, just in one layer. It's not stacked here. So, but it takes up about, you know, 30 to 40% of your dinner plate here. And then um, of course, you know, do a protein, have a steak, have a pork chop, have some chicken thighs. And I purposely didn't include a picture, a visual picture of, of the protein size, because again, I would tell a client, just eat enough protein that you actually feel full and satisfied. 
So um, lots of different options that you could do. Um, one meal that I do pretty regularly is I'll make um, zucchini noodles with um, a protein. So you could make like a chicken Alfredo with zucchini noodles, um, or sometimes I'll do like a very low carb marinara sauce. I like Rao's, R-A-O is a really good brand. And so I'll do like a, like a hamburger meat sauce over zucchini noodles with Parmesan cheese. So you can get creative about it instead of actually um, just having like, here's my block of protein, here's my block of vegetables. You can make some pretty creative things with it. So what do you do if you don't like salad? Um, you know, just at lunchtime, have one cup of cooked vegetables. You can even, you know, switch it up so that at lunch you're actually not having any vegetables at all. Maybe you want to have a bunless burger or maybe you want to have chicken wings. And then at dinner time, you're just going to have two cups of cooked vegetables. So totally doable. I hope that this is helpful for all of you people who have been a little bit hesitant to try keto because it seems too complicated or um, you're just the type of person that you're so triggered by counting anything that it's just not worth it to you anymore. Keto can still be for you. Thanks so much for tuning in for this episode and learning something new with me. At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that we often keep chasing learning what new thing we could try to get to our goal. We can hop from strategy to strategy, blaming the strategy for not working when it might actually be that we just never were able to stick with it long enough to even give it a chance. Why don't we stick with it? Well, I mentioned that it could be you protecting yourself, meeting some kind of an unmet need, or very intelligently resisting some screwed up motivation for weight loss. The fact is we're just often unaware of what's actually holding us back. After all, if we knew what it was, wouldn't we be past it by now? I can help. My spiritual gift is coaching, which is the art of calling people forward into their full potential and helping them to remove what's getting in the way. I use my intuition to ask you powerful questions to help you release the wisdom and resources already inside of you. I'm a mirror reflecting back to you the best of what you can't see inside of yourself because you've been taught not to. And I help you experience self-compassion and unconditional love for yourself by experiencing it through me first, which of course I believe originates in God and flows through me. Head over to my website, theketofit.com to see tons of photos and read tons of client testimonials about how my clients not only lost weight, but completely transformed their relationship with food, weight, and body image. Weight loss creates a domino effect in our lives because shedding is very energetic. You will change your life in eight weeks of working together with me one-on-one. -on -one. Just fill out a request on my site for your free curiosity call, and I can't wait to talk with you. You don't have to eat every meal at home and stick rigidly to a boring meal plan to be successful. You don't have to sacrifice pleasure and fun to get results. In fact, you'll probably self-sabotage if you do it that way. In the Self-Care Keto Restaurant Guide, I take you through a plan to navigate the food opportunities of eating out at restaurants from a mindset of self-care. It's a 38-page, easy-to-use, downloadable, and printable guide, and yes, I tell you exactly what to order at 41 different restaurants, fast food chains, and genres of cuisine, including American, Indian, Italian, Mexican, Chinese, Thai, sushi, etc. But here's what else you'll get from this guide. You'll feel confident and relaxed about going out to eat, whether you choose to eat keto or to have a planned deviation from it. You'll learn about and celebrate your personality type and how that impacts your food choices. Are you an abstainer or a moderator and what do you do about it? You'll learn how to have a planned deviation or a carb up when going out to eat without any guilt or drama. You'll learn how to incorporate carb cycling into your social plans and going out to eat. You'll have strategies for food and alcohol that actually work for you. 
You'll develop self-awareness and self-compassion for emotional eating on special occasions or even just on the weekends. You'll know how to succeed at any kind of restaurant from fast food to fine dining. You'll feel in control and have zero regrets, and you'll be ready to get right back on track with a healthy mindset after a deviation. Head on over to theketofit.com restaurant to grab your copy today.